athleticism at Cox. He can go on the number third. 200 centimetres. You can't do that. Perkins through a bit of traffic. The right foot, Nana. And it's just class. It bounces the way of Jones. This is extraordinary now. Picked up by Stringer. One-handed. Onto the right boot. Jake Stringer. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting times uh, uh, that, we've, uh, that we've all had. It's, um, yeah, I, one of the most interesting weeks of debates I've had this few week. Weeks, cause, few cause, weeks. Because uh, there's a lot of different narratives going around on how we're going. And, and look, my personal belief is, is like, I don't, I'm, I'm always the guy that says no one's wrong because that's their personal belief. So mm-hmm. that's, that's all fine. Tonight, we're just going to give you our personal belief. It's not gospel. It's not, it's just us two fans thinking where we're at. Um, it's where our heads are at. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and look, by the way, I, I forgot to mention, um, thanks for the support last week. I know this this is our first show in two weeks. So uh, thanks for your kind messages and, and, and support for my lovely co-host, Mr. Grant. Yeah, thank you very much, everybody. I really appreciate it. We um, had some personal issues to deal with that knocked me about a bit. Um, but yeah, I appreciate the, the messages that came through. And um, I think that's the first podcast we've missed. In a long time. <laughs> in a long time, A yes. really long time. One of the, the Monday shows anyway. So, um, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, so good to be back. So let's talk. So we didn't really cover the Brisbane game um, for the general audience. So uh, obviously that was um, a, a positive start to the game, as we all saw. They did what everybody wanted. They came out like men on fire. Yeah, so... And look, this will this will feed a little bit into my thoughts on on the Melbourne game as well. So we we are a club that seem to do at the moment in very small patches uh, have moments where we're up and about and where we're pressuring the opposition. Um, but look, in reality, you've got to if you want to have some sort of respect in this league, you really have to do it for probably 50, 60 minutes longer than, than that. Uh, and that's the reality. Uh, I've, I found it interesting this week. Uh, and, I, you know, and I'll be honest, the club today put some words out and it's kind of in the narrative of we've played the, you know, say we've played three of the top five teams in the AFL and yep. it's not panic stations yet and we weren't favourites to win. Uh and, you know, I actually get the narrative. I, I have no problem with people discussing that. Here's my personal opinion. Uh, I think we're not playing as well as what even the club are mentioning. Uh, I think we're really out of form. And my personal belief, I went to the Brisbane game, Demons game. I actually felt, and I said this after the Lions game to Grant, I went, gee, you know what? The Lions did not come to play tonight. No, they, they were that's they, really obvious. They were really reactive at the start of the game. They were slow. Yeah, we jumped them. Um, and 
I was really frustrated at that game because I thought we let them back in far too easily when they actually weren't really on song. They were a little bit out of form themselves. And I must admit, do you know what? The Demons game, after the game, I went, do you know what? I felt like the Demons did not play their A game at all tonight. Um, And... If, look, my personal belief is I think we're really out of form. Uh, I think there's half a side of what I would say pretty good players that are completely out of form, and you know is that is that physical form or why are they out of form? What's what's the <laughs> that's the million, million dollar question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't, you know, is I don't know how to answer that because. Uh, I find them. There's a whole lot of guys running to the wrong spots. I find our team's own defense all out of whack. Uh, Melbourne had something like 60 uncontested ball. I felt like they just structured up incorrect, where they could they could chip it around us or, or run around us in lengthy periods of games. No doubt we had 10, 15 minutes of these little moments where we were up and about, but they're so short that good teams, even good teams out of form, will just win. Like I, I honestly said this to to Grant. That I, I actually felt like 14 clubs would have beaten us against the Demons. It wasn't a top. It wasn't. I wasn't worried that we played the Premiers. I actually felt like our form is just not on. Like we have the skipper, we have leaders, we have guys um, who should be uh, better than they are, and, and just out of form. Like, and you know, we. Um, I felt like last year I could have a much better view of an identifiable game plan. Uh, it was actually one of my highlights. I was like, especially the second half of last year, I was like, oh, I can see what we're trying to do and and, and we're up and about. And and I just I just have not seen that. Even since the St Kilda preseason game, uh, I just have not seen that so far this year. And it's and it's a actually legit concern. Um uh, because they have after, to snap, they have to snap out of, of it. it is yeah. They have to snap out of it so fast to because I, you know, people were going, oh, well, we will play Adelaide and Collingwood and this now, and like Collingwood will beat us handsomely. handsomely. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, snap with what they're playing to what we're playing. Um, so uh, we have to really snap out of it now. The good news is it is round three, so I get the argument. I say that with all what I'm saying is. I have legit concerns that our form is is really um, concerning. Can I preface that just into a, the the form is really in concerning. The way we are losing is to make it even more specific than that. Our form and the way we're losing, like we we come out on fire. We've did it with Brisbane. We've done it in little bits in Melbourne. We come out on fire and we do these things, and then the first sign of the D's or whomever, or especially um, Brisbane <clears throat> coming back, the first sign of Brisbane coming back and applying pressure to us, we don't just sort of fold a little bit, we fold completely. And it's been three weeks in a row now. So that's the, when it was the, when it was the Geelong game, we went, no, nah, one game, I'm going to ignore that like it never happened. And then with Brisbane, you go, there was so much during the week about we have to come out on fire. We have to show them that we want to play. We have to rah, rah, rah. And we did that, right? We came out on fire, went berserk and got on top of them. Brisbane didn't quite know what to think of the whole situation. But then 
They just they allowed them back in, and we we failed the same way. And again, the most recent game, we failed again the same way. We we showed a little bit more fight, but our game plan at the moment just seems to be kicking hope. It's helter skelter, just boot the ball into the um into the forward line like you've got um Coleman and Lloyd in there, and they're going to win the game for you. So. The thing that's really concerning me is that the game plan, sure, there doesn't seem to be one, but we're losing in exactly the same way. So at three games in a row, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'm worried now. Yeah, well, you've got to ask, how can you be seven up on clearances? So we, we had 39 clearances, Melbourne had 32. How can you have be seven up on clearances and be 66 to 39 inside, inside 50s, 50s against? Yeah. Like, so... And this is what I'm seeing. So I'm trying to work out, okay, we're winning the clearances, even from the middle sometimes. How are they got so many inside 50s? Almost, that's got close to doubling our inside 50s. And so what's happening is, I don't know if anyone else detected this, but say we're, we're in the back half or, or from full back, uh, Ridley's got it, or we're kicking out from a point, or the lack of movement from our guys. I mean, I was like, I was so livid. I was like, does anybody give movement? And 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 every time they go, they go. Ridley goes, all right. Well, and he's looking. He's looking. He's looking for forty. He's if no one's going to move, I'll kick it down, down the, line. the line. And to who's down the line? So Sam Draper or Phillips? Now a lot of the times it was Sam Draper, and against Maxi Gorn and Oliver roving him, and they've set up knowing. In the end, this is what we do because we just keep doing it every week. We kick it down the line, 50 metres. And Sam Draper, look, we'll talk about him later, but come on, like he's had taken three marks this year, total. One mark, round one. One mark, round two. One mark, round three. Maxi Gorn, like Melbourne are going, this is so easy to defend against. If you're, all we have to do is put a slight high, you know, high energy defence from your back half, try and cut off a few mo- moments. But even then, it's pretty easy for them because we simply do not move at all. Yeah. Um, so we'll just get them to kick 50 metres down the line. We've got the premier ruckman. We've got the premier guy to rove those. And inside 50 we go. And it just keeps on happening. It's just we kick it to 50-50. In their head, I think the Essendon guys think it's a 50-50. In reality, to the talent that's on the other end of the kick, it's a 70-30 demon's way. And the ball goes shooting back to their forward line. And it's just, it, it just, it was felt like just old school bad football that, you know, and they're the things that I'm saying. It's got to be just, better than that. Yeah, it just has me concerned. I, I, I can't, like, I thought last year we were spreading and moving so much better. And, you know, we're just not spreading at all and just not moving. And, you know, you know, I've watched them do the preseason. I, I'm not going to call out the whole fitness thing because I don't think it's that. But but why aren't they spreading harder, like, to try and, try and create chances to give us some overlap and to give us some run? But, boy, our – it's just been a, a, a strange start for me. So I hope you understand, in my head, I'm actually not looking at the opposition and, and their ranking. I'm completely just going, I'm watching the Essendon Football Club and I'm seeing what their setup is like to what I saw in the preseason. And that's my concern. Um, so I do think 
you know, it, this can't just keep, this kind of game plan just simply can't go on because the mid tier teams will beat us as well, and you know then we're in a real lot of trouble um, because we're all see, we're all watching Collingwood, St Kilda, Hawthorne, Carlton. Uh, Carlton. They're all they're all stepped up a notch, uh, and that's the competition. That's how hard it is. And, you know, boy, we have to step up two or three notches to get to that level. A lot of notches, yeah. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it can turn around. No doubt it can turn around. I've seen enough bad teams – sorry, good teams have bad starts and then completely turn it around and you go, that looks like a completely different team. So, and of course – we my- were playing top eight teams, right? We, you are, we yeah. were playing those top eight teams, right? So that that is like twenty percent of the argument. You're right. We, we we are playing those top top eight teams, but Scotty was saying we were talking about it before the pod. You, you look at the way St Kilda's playing. You look at Carlton. You look at Collingwood. You look at everybody bar North Melbourne probably at the moment, and we would have lost against those guys as well. It's not like yeah. it's not like it was Brisbane, Melbourne, and Geelong because they're the, that's the reason why we lost. No, we, we would have lost to Carlton and we would have lost to Collingwood and we probably would have lost to um, to the Dogs and all of these other teams as well. Um, and I, I just think I'm, I'm confused. I'm still confused. I don't understand why. Do yourself a favour when you watch the replay. Don't watch the replay. It's, it's, very, it's very frustrating. But if you do watch the replay, watch the television cameras shot from – way out, right? So when Rids is kicking out or we've got it in the back line somewhere, when they pan out and they show you what's down the line and the and they go sort of less tight in on whomever's kicking it, when you see that whole half of the ground in the shot, just look at the Essendon players. They're just standing there with their hand above their head like it's um, the warm-up. And they, somebody in, in the square's got to kick it to them because they want to have a shot at goal. It's... Nobody's moving. Nobody's moving. Yeah. There's no run to the opposite um, half-forward flank. There's Rids is standing there looking and he's going, oh, do I go the middle? Oh, no. Do I go the, the other side? Oh, no, because no one's doing anything. And then the umpire calls play on, so Rids does what he has to do, and that is he picks the tallest blokes, whichever side of the ground they're on, and he kicks it to them again and again and again. And Scott, we were just talking, and the reason why Rids doesn't look like Rids this season Hindy doesn't look like Hindy. Heppel looks awful at the moment, right? It does. Um, the whole back line doesn't look – I mean, Jimmy Red, Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Redmond's not having a great year. I, I call no no duh because the ball is flying back into that, um, into that back line as quickly as it came out. And you've got no time for Rids to be that run off his defender and take a, um, a mark across the front of a pack or anything like that and be strategic and try and do that because we've got control of the midfield or there were at least controlling elements of the midfield to allow our back line to have time to set up each time. Something like Cameron and, and um, Tomahawk, they were just the, – the midfielders were looking up, asking which direction do you want to run? And Cameron and, and Tomahawk got to run in whatever direction they wanted and they had the ball put lace out. So no wonder the back line looks bad. No wonder people are complaining about Jimmy Stewart and the like. <coughs> Excuse me, he had a brain fade, but that's that happens. But the ball is coming in there so often, so regularly and so unopposed that it's no wonder the back line looks bad. And when we do get the ball through sheer fluke or by chance, 
We move it through the middle with some handballs, that's fine. But then invariably at the moment, we're messing those up. We're crossing it across our body into the mid into the forward line again. The times where we've had time and where righty's led, he he was too good for Stephen May. He's been too good for everybody. You get that when you're seventeen thousand feet tall. Um, but the ball's going into the into the forward line the same way it was last year. Yeah. Ugly, cross the body. The game plan, Scotty, there's there's no Game plan. As soon as pressure is applied to Essendon, we fold. Well, at the moment, you know, this, it's very hard because I, I don't, I don't want to go too much into these statistics. One, because it's round three and the Carlton, sorry, the Geelong game. But they're very telling, man. Like they are very telling. Yeah, the Geelong game was so warped that it does affect. But we are 17th for tackles, 18th for tackles inside 50. Yeah, that's, that's awful. 18th for contested possession. Contested possessions, sixteenth for clearances, fourteenth for inside fifties. So, some of them are some of them are effort stats, mate. So there, that's a bit of work rate issue and a, and yeah. a bit of physicality that we need to that's it. adopt fast. But uh, look, the, I know what you're saying about the halfback. I'm going to do a bit of a counter. That I still think I think truck underneath will have a bit of concern with what's happening at halfback. With you know, with obviously. Look, let's talk about the skipper, right? So it's it, you know everyone asked me to talk about Peps, and I uh, and I'm going to start by saying, um, Heps is actually my personally my favourite person at the club. That's mm-hmm. just my personal, um, and it's hard because everyone has different experiences of the club. But obviously, because I go down to training a lot, you see a lot of things. You see how much work he puts into every player. Um, so I have a lot of respect for him. So I'm not going to go the personal route because I, I haven't I haven't liked some of the comments, I'll be honest, on social media. I think it's too personal and I think the attacking his captaincy with that harsh of tone is a bit rough because... He, uh, it's not a yeah. bit rough, Scotty. It's it's borderline disrespectful for a bloke who gets unanimously voted in as captain every yeah, single you, you year Yeah, you've got to respect the, the guys who vote him That's in. exactly right. And his, his performance and his um, his low uh, completion rate or his percentage rate of, um, of possessions and that has got nothing to do with his captaincy. It shouldn't even be being named in the in the issues. And people that have teed off on Dyson Heppel are saying, "Oh, he should resign. He's the captain. He's he should be dropped." Or that's that's nothing. I mean, he's he's form like every other player in the team is not good at the moment, right? Yeah, but it's got nothing to do with his captaincy. No, I, I agree. And you know, if you if you just even watch Instagram, you know, obviously the defense last week he. Um, when Stewie had his little moment and the few cracks in the defence, he obviously had the defenders over on Monday night to his house, the whole group, and the assistant coach to discuss it and try and get them together. He does he does what he can. But it, there is a concern for me visibly with his speed mm-hmm. and his ball use. And now his ball use has never been a spectacular part of his game. But a third of his possessions were turnovers, and that's... That's a concern for me, and then especially in that important position. Yeah, it's such a crucial position because yeah. you know that's why they call it. You know, they almost call it the Luke Hodge kind the of general role. role. Yeah, and and the whole point is to set up the team and drive. Um, and uh, and you know, Hindy's obviously struggling a little bit there as well uh, with his run. So it's um, with Heps. Yeah, it's a tough one. He's completely out of form, but I am worried about the pace and and his body movement. 
Uh, he's, you know, sure, he's running more than anyone else on the ground. He always seems to win how much he's covered the ground. So, uh, you know, obviously there's some effort there, no doubt. Um, and does does Dyson Heppel have credits in the bank to, uh, to uh, not be mentioned in anything resembling being dropped or anything along the lines? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, not at, I'm not at that stage yet. No. I, I know others probably screaming down the microphone and going, Core. I'm just not because half the side is completely out of form. Uh, and, you know, and Heps is one of them. And But, I, you know... I promised people I would also be honest, and, and you got to critique everyone, and mm-hmm. and and I'm totally okay too with with critiquing his form on the football field. Oh, of course, of course. Like he's he's no different to any other player in the in the. I mean, in fact, he's a senior player, so there's more expectations oh, on him. Well, yeah, I mean, the the fact of the matter is, you are seeing the captain having a third of his possessions having turnovers and giving the opposition scores. So yeah, it is relevant to have the argument mm-hmm. that on field leadership matters. With with your form, it just does. It just yeah. that's it's just. But who's he, the he number would, one he, bloke? Who would accept that as being a part of his role as well? Yeah, who's the number one bloke that we need on the field to not only galvanize, like to, to perform fine. That's his number one job, but to galvanize the players before the game at quarter time, half three quarter. It's Dyson Heppel. He's the obvious. Like he's he, yeah. I tell people, but whether they want to believe me or not, it, it's not you know it's not for me to. To judge, but I can only go with my eyes. It's it's very very obvious that he galvanizes the the group. Now, I, I mean, he did exceptionally well last year, and he I thought he was one of the best captains in the AFL last year. I'll be honest. I said that in the show. I've got to stand to it. At the moment, he's completely out of form, and and it doesn't look great this year. And you know, it's there's no doubt. He yeah, as I said, his speed is probably my major concern and how his body's moving because I'm finding he used to be okay at, at running the lines and, and getting around some guys. Um, now I'm finding that he's a touch slower and he's forced to almost go backwards a bit and look for the handball back and he's struggling to get out of traffic. Um, and so it is a little bit catching up to him, all the consistent injuries maybe to his, to his ankle area. So look, I, yeah, it's, Am I po- am I going to drop him? No, I'm not. Because no, you, no way. You, you need you need his voice on the ground. But I think he would be the first person of his because of his character that would put his hand up and say, "I have to improve, though. I have to improve." Um, and look, he's not alone in that back six. There's uh, yeah, probably he, there's four of them. There's four he's of them. Not in yeah. Robinson Crusoe. But again, it's a, the back the back guys have got to improve, sure. But the mids have got to improve so that the backs aren't getting smashed every time with the ball coming in there at eight million miles an hour. So, geez, it'd be nice to have some control over the midfield yeah. and see whether or not Ridley can be one of the best defenders in the comp, which he can be and has been. And Mason Redmond last year was I, – I wouldn't have picked a side without him. Um, and then you've got Durham who's coming in, who's great. You've got Hindy who's one of the best breaker of lines in the, in the, in the whole comp. I, I don't understand – why they're not performing, other than to say that, geez, it must be hard seeing the ball fly back into the forward line at 8 million miles an hour as fast as it went out. Their confidence, to me, looks shot. Like, that's it. I, I was, I, I mean, Heine doesn't seem to be backing himself as much. I mean, even the other, the Brisbane game, he decided to then finally do it and the ball, he bounced the ball and went sideways. He just had a bit of bad luck then. But it's just, yeah. the, you know, Redmond, I would say, is a pretty good kick normally and he's, very good, in fact. And he's done one of the worst kicks you've ever seen um, from 10 metres out and just handed it back to the opposition. Um, so it's, 
but it, it's reflective of, of almost the whole team outside of probably four or five players. So, it, it, you know, you could pot individual players all you like, um, but reality as a team, truck needs to get performances out of so many players. Oh, yeah. And that, that's, <laughs> you know, that's the thing that really worries me, actually, is that we've got – it's not like we've got a, a, a forward line that needs to lift or something like that or, yeah, geez, we're, we're down a bit. I don't know, but it, it, we just the whole team, man. The whole team needs to lift. Like the mids, the the forwards, they're under pressure because the ball's super fuggo when it goes in there. The back line is under pressure. Everybody's under pressure. The whole team needs to lift. That worries me, man. Yeah, and that's the hard part because people – I know this sounds really dour, and I, I'll go back to what I originally said. People was probably still going, but we've just played Brisbane and Melbourne. And I, I honestly say those teams were out of form themselves. They didn't – like – Essendon round 15 are uh, two and one for me. They would have beaten the Lions. They would have beaten the Demons. Uh, and that's minus McGrath. That was minus Colwell. That's minus Shield at that stage. But our system was really working quite well. Um, and, you know, I mean, let's all be honest. Happel was really good off halfback. Hindy was fantastic off halfback. <laughs> it was a completely different, you know, Laverde was probably one of the best defenders, exactly stop, right. stoppage defenders yep. in the league. Ridley was taking marks all the way right and said it. So it is a fact of guys are just out of form. and Hugely. And, yeah, we just had to on, turn it around. On mass. They're yeah. out of form. That's the problem. <laughs> they're on mass. So, look. Um, let, can I just go to a break and what we'll do is just talk about uh, a little bit more about maybe how we can turn around. Sure. Once I actually go to the break. Hey, there we go. got a long tail on it, that one. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Hey, I forgot, who who I we forgot, got there, just quietly? I Scott. forgot one thing. Uh, that's a band called Phoenix. Um, great band. Um, our good friend of the show, she's been on twice, Alex Morgan. Alex Morgan, the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast's Alex Morgan. Uh, look, she, she played her 50th game for the VFLW uh, side. They are, you know, if you want to talk about positives. Destroying <laughs> it. Yeah, there are they're six wins and a draw. Um, haven't even lost yet, so... Uh, I think be a nice the percentage is around about 450%, which is actually real, not even a joke. <laughs> That's actually what it is. Uh, but no, they're, you know, they're, they've had another 10 or so goal win. Um, so I don't want to make sure uh, we give a shout out to the girls because they're just performing so, so well. Um, Mate, I'll tell you what, for, when they actually hit the AFLW, they're going to make a very big impact. Yeah, they've got some really good talent mm. uh, that, you know, that they'll, hopefully they'll sign up. Uh, quite a number of them to to go on to the next on to the next to level the, really on to the next level yeah, yeah. so uh, look so let's talk about we've got Adelaide coming up so let's talk about everyone's going to ask me okay do we go wholesale changes do we go what do we do so I, I'm Who, who's there to wholesale change <laughs> to <laughs> yeah no yeah well exactly so like here's one Devin Smith I keep back into the VFL because I'm a believer if you get omitted, even if you were slightly sore, you got omitted and you didn't play VFL, I actually want to see you play VFL. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit old school you like that. You got omitted for a reason. <laughs> yeah. You haven't done anything. To- Otherwise, you just had a week off. That's all you had. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, because um, uh, we saw, look, obviously Tex, you know, obviously didn't, you know, I actually felt for Tex in a good and a bad way. Um, one, his goal was a ripping goal. It was just natural talent. Left and foot, you go, baby. It was like, uh, for me personally, is go. That's all I need to see because he is a very, very talented footballer. I felt a little bit for him because his lead up to his very first on-field debut was really bad because he'd missed like three out of the last four weeks yeah. with the club resting him because they rested him for a VFL uh, practice match as well, and then he played one, and then they, had, uh, then he had another week off, and then. Then he was the sub for the Lions game. He didn't get on the park. So he just missed so much football. Uh, and then to go, well, my last game was half or three quarters of a V4 practice match. And now I'm playing the premiers. Like, mm. uh, you know, it was in a hiding to nothing, but I'm so glad he got through it. He'll be so much better for that run. Um, I tell you, on the, I'll give you a few positives. All right. Nick Martin is one really good footballer, man. Yeah. We, we, we've pinched one there. Yeah, we've Me seriously pinched Me one there. thinks we've pinched one. I mean, of all the players that <laughs> – I say this sincerely. Of all the players that look the most composed and skilled, he actually, to me, in the first two games he's played, looked like our most composed, skilled player. In space. Yeah. Every time he touches the ball, he's in space. He doesn't – he does the thing that we were doing from our back line or forward line last year. He's got time. Yeah, every time he touches it, he's got time. It was funny. There's there's one shot behind the play, um, where uh, we were kicking out, and um, it was the only time we actually didn't bomb it long. <laughs> almost one of those few times. <laughs> yeah. And you can see the behind the goal's vision. He ran like fifty five meters, sprinted to get into ten meters of space, and they go, "Well, that's it." Like one. I'm partly frustrated that you're showing up a few leadership guys mm. and going, well, that's actually how you do it. Um, but I'm really, really so thrilled for this guy. He's he's Mr. Efficiency. He, you know, he did a handball to Shield off the half-back line that may not look much to just a normal person, but he's the way his back was turned to Shield and the way he summed everything up and did like a 15-meter handball to Shield running onto the ball in perfect stride. It was just a small thing, but I went, man, that's a really gifted vision and handball execution. Um, and so he was he's definitely one of my positives. And speaking of the guy he handballed it to, now he's one I've had a debate all week. I don't get it. I understand people don't like Dylan Shield's sides of Dylan Shield. I, I've critiqued him enough over the years. Everyone knows that. But I don't get why you can't call something separately to a game. You go, well, what do I think of this game? I go, and I said, well, I, Dylan Shield was in my top two of the of the game. He was he led the side in disposals, clearances, contested footy, he was second in tackles, and he worked his butt off. And at one stage, he almost willed us himself. Him and Phillips uh, had a connection in the midfield that almost you know willed the game into our favour. Um, I and I. He had 78% efficiency. He was lowering his eyes. He did a fantastic couple of short passes, one especially to, to ride on the lead. 
I actually thought he had a really, really good game. And and I said this after round one um, and even in the preseason, he worked so hard on lowering his eyes and looking for better options. I'm seeing it. Like, personally, I'm his, I was his biggest critique. But I'm going to be honest when I see things. I'm seeing his hard work in the, in the preseason um, starting to come to fruition because he's really lowering his eyes. And... And that makes for a very good Dylan Shield. And he came off a hip complaint that, you know, from, you know, I, I have all my friends uh, watching training almost the day before the game saying he's still not moving overly that great. If you, if we want to be completely honest, they, I felt like they played him going, well, we just need him in. And I, I don't know if anyone else felt, I thought they watched the first quarter went, Oh, you're not moving that actually that well. Mm-hmm. Shield. And then it's almost like, I don't know if it was adrenaline or his body just warmed up and suddenly he get he started to move better, and then really from halfway through the second quarter, I thought he you know he was really really impactful and so I'm going to give my positives to those to those guys. Two meter seven seater reverse cycle heater. He's, like he's he's taken a bit of a next step as righty. He is he um he can still be for two meters tall and as. Closest, damn it, to a hundred kilos. He still like he needs to he needs to throw that weight around, man. But it's that's not his game. It's not his game. I think after this period of time, everybody knows that being influential with his body is not Peter Wright's he's game. Work, he's working a lot harder though. But exactly right. What he's doing now is he's working to get into the front of packs. He's he's not just sort of turning up two packs. And being the four blokes in or six blokes in the pack and then not getting the mark or being the tallest and just freaking out a mark. He's getting in front of Stephen May and taking marks and being, geez, heaven thank Righty at the moment because at the moment that's the only tall it's, marking forward option we have, right? It is slim pickings. And you, got, you do got to admit that, that as much as I have complaints about the midfield, um, it is slim pickings. It is because you—it's very noticeable to me that string is not fully right yet. No. Nah. Um, uh, so it is very slim pickings, and um, they gambled a bit when they um, admitted Francis, which is fine. Now on that subject, I, we were sort of talking that okay, you admit Francis, <laughs> okay, fine. Well, not I good think in you. the end, actually, funny enough, in the end, because he didn't play VFL, and then. Even I know training today, so this is Monday. Yeah. He was still in the rehab group. So Francis, yeah. So okay. his knee, I think, I reckon his knee is very close to being fine again. Like yeah, apparently it's, it's fine, but it actually just was a bit shaky. Okay. So so, but then we bring in Phillips and Draper, right? The yeah. the two rack options. We were we were sort of sort of talking about before the game that we're going to have resting Ruckman in the forward line and Ruckman. Right, so Sammy or Phillips, whichever one you like, resting in the forward line while the other one's in the ruck. Didn't, didn't happen. It didn't. Well, yeah. Not that did, I saw or anything. Yeah, it, well, it wasn't obvious if it did. Is it? Yeah. Um, well, it was pretty useless because Sammy yeah, well, took one mark. Draper is completely out of form. Like, uh, there's no other way. I mean, two possessions and one mark, and like, like I said, three marks for the year. He's completely out of form, and... One thing I did watch him closely was his running. Completely in the wrong positions. Wrong positions so many times. And but then I'm going to call it and be very, very honest, he was lazy on occasions. Oh, Whether it's fitness yep. or not, but Gorney was running down to their forward line. Um, and he had 30 metres on had, Draper. And he had 30 metres on Draper yeah. constantly. 
And you see it. Like, you see a score. You know, it might not have been Gord marked or someone else marked, and you saw the replay, and you saw Draper just jogging. And, and you're but like... jogging 20 metres, 30 metres away from him and 20 metres... In inboard, like he's running yeah, it was, down the wing, and Maxi's taking it on the boundary. Like what? What? I just don't know what's up with Sammy. It's like I didn't see this one coming. Uh, I, I, look, I I didn't. I was the one who played a play down, saying, "Look, he's because people were talking." Like I saw Mark Stevens and Channel Seven, and they're saying, "Oh, Draper could be the best ruckman by the end." Uh, uh, no, 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 he's no, not, not even nowhere close, near man. that yet. No. He's got a kicking action and he's got a few things to work on. He's he's a, a development and work, and he's still twenty two. So I get that he's young. I still I have no issues saying he'll be. A, so don't talk about him being the best ever at twenty two. Then do yeah, it when yeah. he's twenty five. Still he's twenty five, like every other ruckman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got a lot of work on, and he's got a tank to work on. Uh, he's got a kicking action to work on. Um, you know what he's got to work got to work on? Bloody three possessions. <laughs> I, I said to Scotty before the game, and this will make a lot of people laugh. I reckon if I went out and, and me, me personally, this large <laughs> chunk fat that I am, and you put me on the MCG against Melbourne, I will fluke three possessions, right? Like Ted said, someone will kick it to me and I'll go, there's one, and then I'll get a ball come off the back of a pack. It won't be two. pretty to watch, but yes. It'll be super fucking. No, man, I'll hit people lace out. No, um, I will fluke three possessions. Now I am not six foot six and ridiculously talented and athletic, and I'm sorry, Sammy, mate. That's that is really unacceptable. That's that's the kind of the kind of game where you don't accept your match payment because you didn't you didn't do enough to be warranted a match payment on that one. So I, I'm real close to especially too against Geelong where he was playing against busted ass Ruckman. What's his name? Um, and yeah, uh, the Brisbane guy. Didn't have a massive McInerney. He's not, yeah. not a ridiculous talent. He's not. He's not turning. Well, I was about to say he's not turning up. That's harsh. He's not for someone like Gorn. And if he's going to be a good ruckman, you see him really take it up to Gorney and take marks and that sort of stuff. But if he gets beaten by Gorney and all of experience, all of his experience, then so be it. But he should have torn up the Geelong ruckman, and he should have well and truly beat the Brisbane ruckman. But he's having an absolute dog at the moment to the point where. I'm sorry, Sammy, mate. Like, then you do that again next week, and you're you're in the twos for me. And bring in Andy Phillips. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a it's an interesting argument now that comes out of that game. Is uh, I I suspect they still want to develop Drape, so they'll keep giving him as much exposure as possible because it's early in his career. But if you're forced to the spot point where it's one Ruckman, uh, and that goes with righty, you know, uh. it's not you know it's not an obvious. Sammy Draper at the moment. Like, Phillips looks more accomplished at the well, moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he's in better form anyway. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, so, yeah, it's just – but that's just an, another example. I mean, key players out of form. Yeah. You want your ruckman and in form. Really you want your half-back line in form. Yeah. You want some of your inside mids in form. Uh, and you want some – you want more than one forward in form. And that's, that's where we're at. And that's, you know, you want – You've got to somehow get 12 more plays as a starting point to go 12 more plays <laughs> this week. Can we get in more in form? <laughs> and switches get flicked. I understand that. Like something clicks or switches get flicked and, and teams can turn stuff around. But she's turning around 12 players, 14 players on that list in a week, even against Adelaide, who are no good at the moment. Oh, geez. Um, th this, this, is, this is a big week for us because if Adelaide come out and beat us, oh, man. 
that we're in a lot of trouble because and they've just beaten Port Adelaide so. and they've just beaten Port right. So that's who that's, are, so who are, yeah who are struggling who are struggling. But we're, seriously, we're better than Adelaide, man. We got we've got to be better than Adelaide if we've got no in, no more injuries. But we've got to be better than Adelaide. And if they come out and beat us, oh lordy, yeah, well, then it's it's yeah. it's almost <laughs> panic station. Seriously, because I, I don't I don't understand. But the other thing too is that if we beat Adelaide next week, this week, if we beat them, don't get excited, don't pump your fist in the air, right? Adelaide's busted. Right? They we should beat this team. Yeah, you got Fremantle after that, and then you got the Pies. So you got Frio over. No, it's here in the all here. eight. Yeah, it's no, all they, they, this is the the next three weeks. They got to try and somehow grab these three games. It's at salvage point. They've got to salvage these three games. Mm. They can't afford to oh, Frio beat us because of some freakish reason or whatever it is. No, no, no. We we have to win these next three games in a row. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a nineteen game season now, yeah. and to make the eight, you got to win 13, 14 games. Yeah. So it's you do that math, and that's it. It's you, a you've, scary thought. You just yeah. have to win, man. It's that simple now. Geez, <laughs> what a lot of pressure when you put it that way. Early in a season like that, when you put it that way with the math. Jeez, man, how important are oh, the, the early games? The games you you you're your equal favorites or favorites. You got to win big all time. Of them. So, and they did that last year. So we'll see how we go. So, yeah. Uh, look, I'm just on the um, uh, the VFL. I thought the VFL was the was a really really exciting game yep. uh, against Ed Casey. So we actually played an undefeated team uh, in the D's, and they they were on top of the ladder. Uh, they had a lot of good players playing um, the D's, but um, and we you know I, I I thought oh with Smith and Francis got pulled out the last minute I went oh I might struggle a bit this one, um, but they you know it was almost the dream game. So the siren goes, we're down by yeah. I think three or four. Waller has a free kick, and as the siren goes, he has to kick it from fifty. And if you know Waller, it's a bit of a stretch. It, it, it means it's just out of his comfort zone. That kind of kick he loves forty meters out. That ball's going through. Yeah, fifty. It's just a little bit harder for him because yeah. he's a short guy. Loses too. a little bit of form. Um, and but he kicked two goals. You know, it was really good to see him back and look. He probably played half to two thirds a game, kind of thing, just to get him through. But it, when he was on, he looked dangerous. And he looks happy, and that's that's good. That's step one. Um, uh, I thought uh, Zerk Thatcher again. Um, uh, he's probably leading the VFL BNF at the moment um, with with Joe Joe Attlee. Um, so it's he's really in good form, Zerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, you know, he, he must be slightly just knocking on truck's door, going, yeah, I'm actually in decent form here. So yeah. um, I do like. The form of Brandy as well. So I think Brandy. Brand? Yeah, Fine. I think Brandy and, and McBride, I think that, that three kind of setup is actually going pretty well. Uh, Zach Reed only played a quarter just to kick, just to say he's. Just to get your legs moving. Just to get some legs moving. So, you know, we he missed a lot of footy. So that was just simply just, okay, that's the next one. We'll probably play you for a half or um, next, the following one and yep. then closer to a full game. Quarters after that. And yeah. Then, yeah. Um, Where do you play? Back forward. Uh, for memory back. Okay. But um uh so uh look Hobbsy had his probably best game for the club. Uh looks, so looks a well rounded game. Yeah, twenty four disposals, seven clearances, ten marks. Um so he's he's had a he's had a solid game. 
uh, he, he, he would no doubt be in amongst discussions, um, if, especially if we keep, you know, if we, our form doesn't pick up, he's definitely going to be in discussions. Yeah, big time. Um, but that's what we want him to do. Now, here's my personal view on Hobbsy because everyone's going to go, get him in, get him, get in. I think there's a fine balance with Hobbsy. Um, if he gets caught up, fine. I'm just nervous if he gets called up for a non-midfield spot because um, it's happened before where I've – I remember Parrish in his early days. Yeah. Um, he he got called in. Like he played VFL two or three games. He got called in and they ju- he just played half forward the whole game and it just wasn't his natural game and then he would go back out again. Um, and I don't really want – I must admit, I don't – if if they're going to play Hobbs, I want him to play midfield – or develop him in the midfield in the VFL. Like just yeah. have, a, have a view of, you know what, we're going to give you a block of just inside. You're the number one inside mid in the VFL and you're going to learn that craft against bigger guys. No matter if it's not, no matter if it's the AFL, this is the first time he's played against senior 20-year-old inside mids. You know, he he had Dunstan, uh, Luke Dunstan, uh, you know, as an opponent. Big yep. six foot one, They're six foot two. They're leaning on him and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so he, you, learn, you learn stuff because they're ex-senior ex-senior players for the Saints or whatever. And they hit hard. And they hit hard. And VFL is still a tough comp. It's physical. Um, I don't mind. Actually, I'm one of the, you know, not to be controversial, I don't mind him developing just two or three more weeks as a midfielder because I don't I don't want him just to come in and play. Oh, we'll play you a half-forward role. We're just getting you in because of form, but we're not going to play you at where you're actually good at. Um, I'd <laughs> rather him develop... <clears throat> I'm all about development at the moment. Develop these guys in their roles, get them used to the big bodies. So when they come in and they play in uh, a midfield role, they're ready to go. So that's just dominant two man horn, Scotty. But been saying it since day one, man. Been saying it since day one. How about we let Hobbsy actually perform some games in the VFL? Like we're we're not at panic stations yet. We've lost an all Australian midfielder in Zach Merritt, who's really important to us. Fine, we're not performing as a midfield group, but the names out there are capable of doing it. We don't. We're not at ridiculous panic stations yet, where we have to bring a second game or a third game, eighteen year old kid in to save us. We don't need him to save us at the moment. We've got. Caldwell and Sheil and McGrath and all of these players and Parrish and those guys, that's your midfield. Let the kid get games into the VFL. If we don't win with the players that we have at the moment, then we don't deserve to win. We we shouldn't ever be going, oh, he's got 24 possessions, 10 marks, put him in the side, put him in the side. No, 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 no. Let him be a kid for a start off, man. Let him get 24 possessions next week and feel that he's really, really belongs at this level. Then holy crap, he gets 30 the week after and now he's starting to beat down the door. And five, six rounds in, he's he's standing out the front of Truck's office with a smile on his face and Truck goes, eh, yeah, all right. It's undeniable now. You're getting 30s and 10 marks and uh, seven clearances in the VFL. That's going to translate to the AFL. But great game from Hobbsy. First game. Yeah, yeah. first game. He wasn't, you know, for being honest, he wasn't, he was only okay to good at best in his first two games. The last two games he's played. So I I get that. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys that are right in development land at the moment. And, and I don't think he's going to take over Coldwell's role or Parrish, obviously not Parrish and obviously not Shield. And he's just not, 
And like that's just the reality. It's just it's he's next, he's he's coming up behind. It's it's what AFL um recruitment people do. They try and replace people. There's no it's no fluke that Andy McGrath has been running through halfback and Merritt has been running through halfback. Because they know Dyson's on the way out potentially, and they have to start replacing people across halfback. And they can do it with with Andy McGrath, and they can do it with Merritt, who can spend less time in the midfield, shock horror, because we've got a good young midfielder coming through. Mm. But let him let him develop. I'm ecstatic for the kid, by the way. I'm ecstatic for him. Um, but let him let him develop, man. Let's do it again next week. Hobbsy, see what you got, mate, and just start carving up the VFL like BZT. Keep doing it. Keep doing it, kid, because you'll get a game and you got to get rewarded for it. Yeah, and, and people might ask, you know, well, what's the difference between text? And you, there may not be much difference, but the, I guess the main difference is we don't have a small forward. That's it. There is a, requir- a genuine requirement for text. <laughs> yes, there's and actually the game an open, in, there's literally an open spot. That's it. The game is in, in Texas' hands. Like if we bring in Hobbsy, it's basically saying we are contested ball stuffed. We're, we're, we're dead in the contestant ball world, right? And we've got to get Hobbsy and his 18-year-old shoulders into the game, right? Because we need him. We absolutely have to have him. Um, that that would be desperatum time, right? But we've got a forward pocket running around where you can ease yourself into the game as a forward pocket, and we genuinely need it because our other forward pocket was got two-fifths of nothing last week. We definitely need that position. Now, having said that, if Waller was back and Dev Smith was performing – you wouldn't have seen Wanganine before now. Oh, cool. no. Right? No. Because the, so Waller's out, Dev's out. He's the only other bloke we've got, right? <laughs> Hobbsy is not required just yet. No. Well, and it, it legit will be interesting to see what they do with Snelling. If Snelling's available this there week, you go. Um, then he, yeah, he obviously will go straight into high, high forward, that yep. kind of defensive. Role, Maybe because so. what was that stat that you showed me before the game? We might actually get a tackle inside <laughs> forward fifty. Yeah, eighteenth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's not great. Um, Snelling would be a really good inclusion because he. Um, How he far has some, off is he? I think he may be available this week. Okay. Right. So, but um, only going. That's only going by the club last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. On their language, so they said he would miss probably two weeks. He's missed two weeks. So, so what do you think happens? What do you think happens this week? Who's in, who's out? Um, if Snelling's fit, he, he will come in. Um, yep, in. I would suggest, and not to not to be controversial, I'll suggest probably him and Hammy swap. That's just because yep. um, they've been playing similar That's roles. Fine. And one's just very good at it. Um, one's finished third in the Crichton, so yes. <laughs> um, he. Uh, I don't know. I've got this... Funny feeling Chuck's going to back the close to the same team. So uh, do I. And that's t- that's summing and, up. I and tell them, look, Snelling's an obvious one because he's a senior player. Yep. But the rest of you, get friggin' informed. <laughs> like, lift. Playing like, yes, the rest of you lift. guys bloody lift is what he would be saying. Like, and yeah. he, he put, I reckon he put the magnets up on the board. He goes, remember this? Remember what we've been doing for six to eight months? Like, you know what we've, we've been learning every single training? You remember that, right? Yeah. Damn, we'll do it. I'm sorry, but you'd <laughs> at some point you've got to be a professional footballer and actually do what you're paid to do, and it's not happening at the moment. So my yeah, my prediction is um, Draper gets Draper stays in, um, and Snelling 
um, will yeah. come in for ham. And I'm cool with that. A lot of the Facebook people will be looking at me going, oh, you you love ham, you bloody you, you ham supporter. A, and I'd like to address that, yeah, A, yes, damn right I'm a ham supporter. <laughs> if you have a look at the jumper he's wearing, I'll support him until he falls over and can't stand back up, I'll support ham. But I also understand that when a player like Snelling comes in, playing his exact position, the comparison's not even close, mm. right? So Hammy gets to jump out. But yes, I'm going to support Ham while he's playing a jumper and he's in the AFL side. He's not going to give you 30 possessions in a week, but Hammy's a better than average footballer. So yeah. hell yes, I'm going to support him. But Snell in, Draper stays and... I think Nick Cox may be available too if they're tempted on him as well. Um, and that's a 50-50 in my head. I don't, I don't know what they do with that. I actually thought, by the way, I actually thought Cutler had a pretty decent game. Um, he's just quietly achieving down there. Yeah, I, I think he's one percenters, uh, which I used to yeah, he didn't, scream he didn't in pain. He didn't have. Um, I reckon he's doing really well in his pressure acts and his, and his competitiveness. And it's not all perfect, but... He's actually, you know, I think he's actually doing quite well, Tommy Cutler. Um, yep. It's kind of the unknowns, you know, the Cutlers, the Martins, you know, that are, uh, are kind of shining here. And Peter Wright in some ways is... Righty. Is, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of those kind of guys. I think Kelly down backs. I really, really like Kelly down yeah, back. He's, he's, he's going to be invaluable moving forward, that kid. So, yeah, so look, interesting game with the Crows. Um, they're... They're going to be pretty full of energy after a, a goal after the siren kind of wins. One, so one of them will be. We'll be, um, be floating on air, that boy. We'll see. Uh, I say Stewie will go on Tex Walker probably. Um, yep. Um, so, yeah, it's oh, – I, I, it's. let's be honest, we're all going to be bloody nervous. I don't uh, know. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen next week. I don't. None uh, whatsoever. So, we'll see. I'll be there at the game at Marvel. Um, yep, we're all going. So – We'll do our post-reaction show. Hopefully it's our first happy show. Because uh, ha- have we gone so far in this podcast, Rick and Scotty? Have, have we talked up the game for how long are we going for? Hour? Um, yeah, well, I mean, we obviously played the Saints preseason and then the first three games. We haven't seen us win yet. So we're, we'd really like a show where we talk about... How are about- we going at Polishing a Turd? Are we going okay, do you reckon? <laughs> Listeners, give us some feedback on the Facebook page. How are we going Polishing Turds at the moment and making it... Just the oh. mildest bit entertaining. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> um, yes, let's hope. It would be so nice when we was a Friday. Uh, it would be so it's nice. A man. Game. I was saying, oh, is it Sunday? Okay. Oh, well, it doesn't ruin that much of your weekend then, because I was, I was just thinking, man, it'd be nice. One, yeah, one o'clock, one ten. So nice to have a weekend where you're up and about a little bit, as opposed to Friday night games where your Saturday and your Sunday is just destroyed because. <laughs> you think, all right, I'm going to pencil in to get this game, be happy. Sunday, pencil in the replay on the couch. Oh, man. I had, yeah, I mean, I got a Demons fan at work and he just texted me like 60,000 times. Yeah. He goes, uh huh. <laughs> and to think we didn't even try or play well. <laughs> I know. But, and, it's like, and the problem is, I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's sad because it's true. Yeah, thanks. Oh, um, uh, well. Oh, uh, well. Uh, all right. Well, let's hope our 150th. Ends up being a slightly more brighter note. Absolutely. From here on, we're going to go on a, a ten-game run of like you've never Tip. seen before. We're going to smash we're Adelaide. Speak it into being. Switch flicked, <laughs> lid off. There's going to be moments that you're just going to go. I can't believe I ever doubted. What the hell was Brisbane? What the hell was Melbourne? Look at the midfield fly. Ridley's marking absolutely everything. Jaden Laverde, look out again. Here we come, bombers. 
That's our best. That's our best. That's, gonna... that's all I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone. I uh, hope everyone's well and healthy. Um, chin up. We'll try and get there. It's like it is just after round three. So there's 19 rounds to go. So yeah. plenty of time for redemption. So on that note, go Bombers. Go Bombers. <laughs>